Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Coronavirus Stories. My name is Adrian Goldberg. Behind the headlines, there are thousands of human stories of those directly affected by COVID-19, the coronavirus. On the night that I'm recording this, the death toll in Italy has overtaken that in China, with both countries registering more than 3,000 deaths. Here in the UK, I've been contacted by one young woman desperately awaiting news of her grandmother, who contracted the virus a few days ago. So, my name is Ali Mariko. I'm currently at uni doing psychology, and I'm also a protective hairstylist. What's that? So Afro-Caribbean hair is really fragile. So we use like protective styles like braids, weaves, twists to protect like our hair strands from the elements, dryness, over manipulation, etc. And Alima, you've got a very difficult situation at the moment. Your gran has coronavirus. Just tell me about how you found out about her illness. So over the weekend... I was in Scotland um, visiting my partner and I received a message from my mom and she said that my nan was going into hospital because she felt like her condition wasn't very good. So when they got to the hospital, she was in A&E for around two hours before my mom was told to go home because like they're trying to isolate people as much as possible. So then my mom went home. It was another two hours before she was actually seen. She was then checked into a bed and they ran the initial test for corona, but that didn't come through until the next day. So all during that time, the only contact I had was with A&E. But then by that time, she was on a ward where A&E and they don't like really communicate that well. I don't know. It's very difficult to find out information. And because my mom was listed as next of kin, I had to like, keep like talking to my mom to find things out which was a bit stressful so it's now day four that she's been in there in the hospital and she definitely has been diagnosed with coronavirus COVID-19 yeah because once they um diagnose you for that they move you to a different ward that's like completely isolated even the team that are working there aren't even from the hospital so it's like completely separate and like you have zero access at that point It is strange, isn't it, that she was suspected of having coronavirus and was allowed to stay on the ward initially in A&E and A&E? Yeah, I feel like it's a bit of a cluster F, like it's really, really messy at the moment. Um, And I understand that they're like really overworked and overwhelmed. But in the same breath, like when it's someone that is elderly, that's exhibiting some symptoms, I'd feel they'd be a bit more... Um, hands-on with that. And tell me a little bit about your nan, how old she is, what what underlying conditions she might have and, and what she means to you. So my nan is 79, she'd be 80 this year. She has always had a history of high blood pressure but she also has like some spine issues. Um, she had an operation when she was younger but apart from that. On her spine did you say so? Yes, um, her spine. Yeah. She had an operation when she was younger, but apart from that, she's fine. I would say, actually, the medicines that she's been taking recently for her high blood pressure, they have treated her body differently, and I've noticed, like, hair loss, and she just also seems a bit weaker. So sometimes I feel like maybe she has a suppressed immune system. But, yeah, my nan is my best friend ever. Like, 
I lived with my nan until I was 12, 13. So she's the woman that raised me essentially. And just when I think about who she is to me, like I tell her everything. Like I have my best friends, I have my mom, I have my sisters, but my nan literally knows 100% everything about me. And like, she's my rock. That's the best way I can put it. Um, And like, she can really just brighten up my day with just one call. She's also really small as well. She's so cute. And yeah, it's just, I've always like dreaded a day when she'd go into hospital, but like it being coronavirus makes it so much more hard, so much harder, sorry. Yeah, not being able to have any access to her is just what's making this harder to deal with. And just explain that then, because she's 79. She's obviously, because of her age, in a high-risk group. What access do you have and do the rest of your family have to you now? At the moment, they've kind of restricted like contact to only one person. So anytime I call, I'm advised to just talk to my mom. So that's the first thing. My mom's the only one that can call in. The second thing is that because of like her condition, she's actually too weak to talk and to do much. Like she's been sleeping for 14, 15 hours at a time. And so like, even though my mom wanted to drop a mobile in, um, so Malan could just like listen to our voices. They're actually advising that she's too tired to do that. So really, we just wait for the hospital to call my mom or for my mom to call the hospital and to get an update. And because there's so many people in the hospital, the doctors doing their rounds, it's not happening on time. Like, like they'll give you a time to call and then it would have been that the doctor hasn't come around yet. So it makes like this whole miscommunication and waiting and yeah feeling a bit like a burden as well because like I am like I'm even though I'm stressed out and I really want to know I am also very understanding that like it's a very stressful time for everyone so all these relatives are calling the wards like it's not just me so I have to be like you know empathetic towards the fact but yeah, it's just a weird feeling when you're on the other side. Everybody loves their gran. I think that's a universal feeling. But yeah, for you in particular, then you've got this clearly this really close bond and a very yeah. intense relationship with her. I do. Like a lot of people um, tell me that whenever I do a Jamaican accent, like I do it exactly like her. So like I don't sound like a 25 year old. I sound like a 17 year old. That's like calling after their grandchildren. And it's like, it just slips out. Like I'm able to embody her like really well. And it's because like, we're just that close. We're that in sync. Yeah. If you could speak to your nan now, what would you tell her? I'd just remind her that I'm here for her. And that like, I'm going nowhere. That I am here. Like my nan, she'll call me and she'll say that, just hearing my voice has made her day. And the fact that she finds strength in such small things is what makes the relationship so easy. So I wouldn't really need to say much for her to feel okay. And I think, yeah, that I'm just going to say that that's what makes it harder as well, that we're not asking for much we're just asking for her to like hear our voices 
So, yeah, I tell her that I love her as well. And we know that generally, Alima, the the survival rate for those who have coronavirus is pretty decent. Yeah. But obviously, given Yunnan's age and given her pre-existing condition, you're obviously going to be worried that she might be one of those who don't make it. Yeah. It's because she keeps fluctuating. Like, she's not stable. Like, every six hours or so, her condition is changing. So it's not even like we can pretend to predict what's going to happen. And so, like, even when we get hopeful news, it's like taking it with a pinch of salt and still preparing yourself for the worst. It's just also how quickly this has all happened. There's literally been no time to process it. And so, yeah. Yeah, it's just very anxiety-inducing. Well, it's Melima. Uh, I really wish you all the best. Thank you. Um, Over the coming weeks with the podcast, we're going to stay in touch with people who we've spoken to. Mm-hmm. So I hope we can stay in touch with you and keep our fingers crossed for your nan. Let's pull through. We're, we're all rooting for her. Thank you very, very much. It was lovely speaking to you as well. Alima Rico there. And of course, we wish her and her nan all the best for a swift recovery. We'll keep you updated on her progress. And don't forget, if you've got a story that you want to share with us, you can email goldbergradio at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow the progress of these podcasts on my Twitter feed, at Goldberg Radio. Thanks for listening and stay safe.